Hello, hello, and welcome to the Women in Strength podcast. My name is Ro, and I'm your host around here. I'm freaking excited to have you join me so that we can talk all things business. Now, we're going to be breaking into topics, some really juicy conversations from things like systems, strategies, all of these foundation pieces that will really make sure you have a sustainable and thriving business. And we're going to sprinkle it and mash it up with real talk, conversations, topics, and things that we all experience as business owners. But quite frankly, I think we need to share a lot more of. So strap in. Things are going to get a bit spicy around here. I'm going to be opening up into topics that, you know, they might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But the idea is for us to build fucking amazing businesses. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Women in Strength podcast. My name is Ro, and I'm excited to have you here. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. This is going to be a little bit of a spicy episode today. Um, And if you're a long-time listener, first-time caller, (laughs) it's just going to be, you know, your usual kind of vibe. We're going to go straight in with some just really honest and, and open discussions around things that are, are coming up in business, um, especially with the people that I'm mentoring and especially with the people in my world or the, or the things that I'm observing and the conversations that we're having. Um, so today's episode is all about cleaning up shit in your business. Um, and I want to have a pretty frank discussion around some things that I'm hearing that I do think need a clean up. Um, to make your life and business one that is so much more fucking enjoyable because guess what? Business gets to be fun. Now, before I kind of go into the episode, um, just a little bit of a check-in, you know, giving you guys a bit of an update on where I'm kind of at and what's going on in my world. Um, I've had some feedback that it's it's nice when I kind of give you guys a bit of an update on things that I'm working on and what's going on in my business world also. Um, so what are we? We are the end of July when I'm recording this and it's been a very fucking interesting, I would say two weeks. Um, as I'm recording this, I've currently got two staff that have got COVID. One of them is actually back today. Um, and they are two people in my business that, you know, have significant roles. So it's been a really, um, what's the word? It's been a week of like pivots And it's been a week of picking up stuff. Um, And it's kind of like deja vu because of this time last year was when there was another COVID outbreak. Um, So it's just, it's like when you think things are done and you think we're kind of through it, um, you know, there's a humbling experiences like this to go, you know what, keep your wits about you. So it's been a really challenging week. Um, just picking up stuff, to be honest, like I've been, you know, my eyes have been on management type stuff of the facility, um, making sure that my people in my team that don't have COVID that are working are cared for and, you know, they they get what they need. Um, We're basically two down out of five um, and it's two, you know, full-time staff members that contribute heavily to the business. So it's been a lot of pickup, um, which has meant that my energy has been pulled in lots of directions this week. So that's one kind of thing. Um, And not only that, but I was basically busy all fucking weekend. Um, I had a 50th celebration for one of our OG clients at the gym and a good friend of mine. um, I threw her a 50th birthday at the gym. 
Um, and I'm going to kind of leave the uh, logistics of what that party looked like. But the only things that I'll give you is that there was two topless waiters. Um, a Sunday night, there was alcohol, there was snacks and nibbles, um, and there was choreographed choreographer dances, is that how you say it, um, from two topless waiters that came and celebrated for her. Um, long story short, my, my client um, and friend, she's been a client of mine for like, I've known her for about eight years now. She's been a client of mine for like literally seven years. And it was kind of a joke many years ago that when she turned 50, she said to me, uh, you know, you, when I turned 50, um, I want you to get topless, good looking men to come and load my bar. And, you know, seven, eight years on, um, it was always a running joke. And then sure enough, we've been continuing to grow and evolve and live life together. And it was her 50th. So I did that. I hired two topless waiters and we decked out the gym. There was disco balls. There was music. There was beer pong. There was food. There was music. There was all that kind of stuff. And the ladies that wanted to celebrate as well came down and we blindfolded her and surprised her with two topless waiters. So it was just, it was fucking funny. And like her reaction was just priceless because I don't think she thought that I was actually going to do it, but it was the best $500 I've ever spent to have them come for two hours. <laughs> so that was on Sunday evening. Um, and Sunday morning, I was unexpectedly, unexpectedly, I went and handled one of our coaches at a powerlifting comp. So I wasn't scheduled to do that. But with my staff members off on COVID, with COVID, I was one of the only people to go and handle. So I'm so glad that I got to do it. It was a beautiful comp and she absolutely fucking crushed it. Um, but I was up at 6am and didn't get home till 10.30pm on Sunday. So I felt like an absolute bag of shit for like two days after. It felt like I'd been to like a festival, honestly. Um, and it's Thursday, a couple, like three, four days after um, that big weekend. And I just feel like my energy is returning now. So that's kind of what's been happening in my world since I've recorded the last podcast. Um and that was, yeah, it's just, it was so much fun. I'm so glad that we did it. It was a huge party. It was a lot of organization, but um, we just love her and I love her and I wanted her to <laughs> have fun and celebrate how much she means to us in our community. And so that's how I decided to show my love to her. Um, so yeah, other stuff that's kind of going on is I've got a new coach that's starting next week in the business and I'm really excited. She is Oh, she is a queen um, and she's already in the scene of powerlifting. So it means that um, a lot of our ladies already know who she is. She is just such a great fit for our team and our community. Um, so she'll be starting next week um, and that's going to expand my team up to six. So yeah, really, really keen for that. Um, what else have we got? My golly. This weekend, we've got an in-house event, which is called BBB Games, and it's a um, a combination of strength and conditioning-based events, kind of like, um, yeah, there's like three events that we're running. It's a mid-year event. We always do something around the middle of the year um, that's separate to our max out lifting parties, um, and it's just, you know, we've got a our strength event is finding your heaviest triple on a trap bar, then we've got a conditioning-based event, and then we've got a team event at the, at the end. Um, well, for both of them, the last two events. So really excited for that. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's training and moving towards kind of performance-related goals that are a little bit different to a max-out event. 
so yeah, we've just got lots of moving parts as we always do in in business and always in in BBB land. And it was funny, I was talking to my gym manager. Um, so basically, one of my coaches got COVID first on like the Wednesday, and then two to three days after, my gym manager got it a couple of days after. And when I was just talking to her, I was like, everything is dynamic. We we describe BBB as dynamic because we, you know, the universe tests us and there's lots of things that always go on, but you just move and shake with it. Like I've been in business like long enough to know that things, um, you know, things go ahead and, and do their, you know, anything kind of comes up and it's just how you respond to it, Right. Um, and it's what you do with it. Like there's no point fucking beating yourself up or getting super stressed because at the end of the day, like we'll figure it out. Um, our community is amazing. Our ladies are amazing. And if things kind of go off kilter a little bit, that's okay. Like our community is so understanding. Um, the business is set up in such a systemized way that we can just flip into gear and cover sessions and do what we need to do. And other people help out with other parts of the business. So we just make it work. And yeah, that's just kind of my mentality with business at this stage. It's like we make it fucking work. So that's a bit of a snapshot around where we're at. Um, yeah, it's been a dynamic couple of weeks, but I've recouped some energy. I actually took, you know, three to four days off training. I'm keen to get moving tonight when I go into the gym. Um, other little update, I've signed up for my first powerlifting comp post postpartum post baby number two. So I'll be competing in November. Um, and I'm so, I love, I just love competing. I love lifting. So I'm excited to, to compete again in November at Melbourne strength culture. Um, and it's like two days before my birthday. So it was like perfect timing. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to kind of be the start of my birthday celebrations. Um, it'll be comp number 16 or 17 for me. I've been competing on the platform since 2014. Um, and I competed for anyone that follows my Instagram and kind of um, saw my, my birth announcement for Amity. I competed when I was six. The last competition I did was when I was six weeks pregnant with my second child. Um, I had already signed up for a comp. Um, we were trying, I, you know, I was, I was pregnant and I still felt good enough. So I competed um, and that's also how I announced my pregnancy on Instagram. It's all these funny fucking pictures of me, um, hitting PBs and then showing that I'm pregnant. So that was my last, my last comp. And honestly, it was like, it was from a performance point of view, it was my best comp to date. Um, it was my best total. I hit PBs on squat and deadlift. Um, but it was just the best comp for me in regards to my mindset, like, it was my platform. I fucking owned it. I was in my zone. Um, and I'm so excited to compete for that very reason. Like, you know, I've been competing for a while now. Um, I've definitely got a few comps under my belt. So I'm just keen to step into this next level of like really feeling my power on the platform. Um, not only in terms of strength, but you know, how I, how I take up my space on that platform and feel really comfortable. So yeah, November 18th, I'm so keen, but let's move into the, the podcast episode for today, which is all about cleanup. Now, when I podcast, I will generally write maybe like a few notes, if that, so there might be like two to three bullet points and the title, and then I very much like to go with what comes through. Um, my episodes that I'm recording for you guys is often, like I said, conversations that I've had. 
um, observations that I've noticed within business. Um, and this one is no exception. It's the the concept of cleaning up and, and the theme of cleaning up business. So right now, I a lot of my energy and a lot of my um, attention is going towards my group program space, which is called The Collective. Now, it's a 12-month container. Um, and we're like week three into it. And honestly, like if you're not in this fucking space, you are highly missing out. Um, I've been, it's not that I've been surprised. Like I knew that, I mean, my containers, I create my containers and I um, set the scene and set the intention of where I want these things to go. And the business owners that are in this space are just fucking red hot. Um, meaning that they are from all different experience levels. I've got newer coaches that are, you know, one to two years in. Then I've got really established coaches that own facilities and they're 10 plus years in. Um, but the major thing is how everyone coexists is that we're all here for a reason and we're all here to bounce off, have, you know, stimulating as fuck conversations to continue to grow our businesses, whatever that looks like. And the conversations that are coming through are just Oh, they are real time shit, right? And that's the whole point of the space is to have perspective is there's ongoing coaching, ongoing mentoring, live calls every single month. Um, and it's just, it's just so it's, it's such a fire space to be in. And I'm hearing a lot of stuff about cleaning up right now. And I actually think that this is like, this is why I'm obviously recording this podcast. It is such a prime time to be stopping and taking an audit on things that could be cleaned up in your business. And when I say clean up, I'm going to kind of give you some drop-ins of where I think to send your efforts, but it's all with the intention and it's all with the idea of cleaning up things to make your life better, smoother, and to ultimately make your life and business enjoyable because business, business is challenging. Okay, the arena of business is hard, but to be honest, there are so many areas in business that can be cleaned up that would make business less hard. There's definitely things in business that will continue to be challenging, um, but when everything is a fucking challenge and everything is hard, that's why business can feel so heavy for a lot of business owners is because, you know, they're not having a look at all areas of business and going, you know what, like, does this have to be as hard as I'm making it? And I do think that for a lot of business owners, they will fail to look at cleaning up these areas. And then it's just like adding boulders to their shoulders every single fucking week. And no wonder people get burnout because it's just, you, you know, they're not contributing to making anything any easier for themselves. So the first kind of area of cleanup that I want to discuss is communication um, as a whole. So predominantly communication and availability to whoever is involved in your business. So clients, obviously, staff, contractors, anyone that requires your time, whether it's from a service point of view and they're paying you for services or whether you are paying them for services. Cleaning up your communication and cleaning up not only where you spend your time and energy with communication, but cleaning up how you engage in communication. So first of all, when it comes to communication with clients, if you have got communication over various fucking platforms and it's the same area or same topic of conversation over different platforms, that's on fucking you. So let's, let's th think about clients. If you have got WhatsApp, then Instagram, then text message, then Facebook messenger, and all of those platforms are being utilized to talk about training, 
that's fucked. Like that is just some silly business straight away. We need to be cleaning up and getting very clear with our clients that these are the platforms that we use. And this is where you will communicate with me about your training or your coaching or your mentoring or whatever it is that the service that you're selling. And if people are going to different platforms, that's not to say that, that, you know, you have to say, oh, I can't talk to you on that platform, but you are directing them back to those particular platforms when topics of those topics of conversation that should be living on one platform exist. So for example, if WhatsApp is your preferred platform where clients talk to you about training, send you videos, you do feedback, et cetera, et cetera, and then they start to talk to you on Instagram about training, politely and consciously direct them back to WhatsApp. That doesn't mean that you can't communicate through Instagram with them. You absolutely fucking can. But if Instagram is where you put content and where you, you know, um, have some really good good content and some really value-based stuff that's going through your platform, some meme stuff, some funny stuff, all that kind of, you know, all that kind of like nature of content, you can obviously be talking about things that are relevant to the, that content that you're delivering. But when it starts to be like personal things about their lifting, um, as an example, or their coaching, and then you end up having this really long-winded conversation on Instagram, that's on you. You can interrupt that conversation when you feel like it might be going down that track and just go, hey, babe, like, let's jump back over to WhatsApp and let's pop this through WhatsApp because this is so relevant to your lifting. Um, and I want us to keep it in one place so we can either refer back to it and just keep it nice and clean. Like, don't, you know, beat around the bush, just be straight up about it, right? So, you will find that people will veer off and they will challenge different platforms because we live in a space where we use different platforms, but you can very much direct people towards that. So that's one thing. It's making sure that your communication from your platforms is clean. And when people inadvertently step over some boundaries about it, which will happen and that's okay, you go ahead and you direct them back to it. All right. Now, the second thing about communication is just making fucking sure that you are upholding what you want to see in terms of deliverable time. So if you have got like in terms and conditions that, you know, um, I will get back to you within 24 hours and someone is messaging you at 9 p.m. on WhatsApp and you are constantly responding and you're responding at 9.30, 10 p.m., like that's on you because these are platforms that you can close down. You can close down WhatsApp, right? And if you choose to open that platform at 9.30.10 and respond, you are the one that's shitting on your own boundaries, not your client. Your client can go ahead and send stuff through WhatsApp because guess what? They have got a job. They might have a nine to five. They might have trained after work, sending you videos when they get home. That doesn't necessarily mean that they expect to have feedback, but when you are feeding into that cycle and responding at that time, that is a you thing, not a them thing. Don't think that you have to respond automatically if it's in your terms and conditions, right? You might have, you know, you might be creating a really bad habit or a bad relationship around communication with your client because you're the one that's responding. So, you know, making sure that if you're feeling burnt out by communication, if you feel like your clients aren't respecting your boundaries, I would want you to look in your, you know, look in that mirror, turn that mirror around and go, well, how am I contributing to this? So it's really making sure that you're the one that's respecting your times. You're the one that's got some stuff around boundaries with your time. You know, you're the one that has no do not disturb on your phone from 8 p.m. or whatever. You are the one that's directing them back to the platforms in which you would like them to communicate. Communicate. You are the one that is navigating all these things. And when people inadvertently move out of that, and they will, and it's not to say that they're being fucking malicious or they want to fuck you off, 
But they're going to do that because this is just the nature of the world that we live in, but it's completely up to you to direct them back. And then soon enough, I can guarantee if you do it more, you know, enough, enough times, if it keeps happening, just keep directing, keep directing back. You will start to create a habit for that relationship going forward. So there's so many comms that need to fucking happen, right? So like this morning, I um dropped my, my daughter Lexi off to school. So we walked to school, she scoots. I took Amity in the pram and we walked there, right? I have Voxer. That's where I communicate with all of my business clients. Um, and that's all where I hold all my containers. And then I dropped her off walked back, Amity was sleeping. And that's when I start to check into my Voxer messages. And people have sent messages from, you know, fucking, I don't know, the morning yesterday, the day before, but I had a day off on Wednesday. So I'm not going to particularly be jumping into Voxer too much on a Wednesday when it's my day off. I'll go ahead and do that today when it's a working day for me. Right. And it's like, cool. Like, that's fine. It's up to me. Like, I could be checking Voxer at nighttime if I wanted to last night, but I fucking didn't. I put my baby to bed, Lexi, at 7 p.m., and I actually fell asleep with her when I was um sitting there and we're having snuggles. And it was like quarter past eight when I actually woke up and go, fuck, I dozed off. I had all intentions to do a bit of work last night. But I woke up from my one hour nap and I was like, fuck, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to go and watch TV. So I sat on the couch and we moved on. Um, And so it's like, you know, I was still within my normal deliverables. None of my clients are going to be like, you know what? You didn't respond to me in fucking three, four, five, six, ten hours because I don't create client relationships like that. I will get back to you within my normal deliverables when it feels right for me. I don't have any guilt. I don't worry. It is the behavior and the intention and the, you know, the relationship that I've created for those spaces. So communication is a big fucking one because I do hear a lot from business owners that it's like people are stepping on my boundaries. People aren't respecting my time, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, bitch, I get it. But at the same time, like, how are you contributing to this problem? And those things that I've just said there can contribute heavily because you will influence other people's behavior. So guess what? People influenced by my behavior around communication, right? And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to stand up and withhold my own boundaries around communication and if people don't like it okay cool we can have a discussion about it but we don't need to have a discussion about it because I'm setting the intention from the get go. So that's the first thing. Communication cleanup, all right? The next thing that I'm going to talk about with cleanup is dealing and moving with base level stuff in your business in term a business that didn't that wasn't even a very clear word in your business in terms of systems. And when I say base level systems cleanup, I'm talking money. I'm talking base level backend systems. So if you, okay, I just literally did a post about this on my Instagram like an hour before. And it was like, there's no fucking congratulations, basically, if you're just doing base level shit in business. I'm talking managing your money, tracking your money, putting money aside for tax, showing up consistently on social media, having base level systems, onboarding, welcomes, programs, service deliverable, that kind of stuff, right? There is no fucking congratulations to you for doing those things in business. That is bare minimum basic shit that needs to be done if you want to exist in the business space. Loving bitch slap, okay? And I know that 
like I literally put it on my stories and I was like, there's going to be a lot of people that would be like, unfollow, this bitch is too hectic. Um, and they're going to get butt hurt about a post like that. But at the end of the day, I also share a lot of conversations with business owners around dreams. And fuck me, I'm so on board with that. I love visionary conversations. I love having wider conversations around where you want to go. What's your vision? What's a dream for you? What does this look like in terms of business and lifestyle and all that kind of stuff? And I'm so on board with giving that life because I think it's so important to create and have a vision of your future self and your future business. But you will never have that future as a reality if you are just dabbling around thinking oh, about basic shit and not even showing up consistently doing this basic stuff right? Like if you are not tracking your money as a business owner or you are not managing your money as a business owner, what the fuck are you doing in this arena? Like this is just base level requirements to exist here. If you are not doing your basic service deliverables for your office, if you, if you are not offering programs on time, if you are not communicating to your clients within a timely manner, if you are not doing and delivering all of those things to your client, what the fuck are you doing here, right? If you are not showing up consistently on social media, if you are not creating content consistently and it's a really big thing for you, you are not doing bare minimum to exist here. Now, I also get it that if you're not doing these things, let's talk about social media as an example. If you're not able to show up in the way that you want to show up because there is genuinely a lot of fear around judgment, opinions, worry, all that kind of stuff. I get it. And that's some work that needs to be done, but that should be something that is like, you know, you are sending all of your power to move through that. You are doubling down and you're like, I see this block. I see that there's some stuff here and you need to be dedicating yourself to getting better at that and shifting through those blocks. And if it's something that you're not doing right now, keeping in theme with uh, social media, for you to still live in business ownership and for you to exist in business ownership, that's a block that you need to shift immediately. And that's a block that you need to dedicate what you need to dedicate to. That's why we have mentors. That's why we have mindset. That's why we have all these kind of, you know, tools and discussions and perspectives, right? You need to be doing everything in your power to shift that. So you can be showing up as bare, as bare minimum things to, to be running a business in health and fitness, right? And so there's such a cleanup that needs to be happening on basic shit and on basic systems. So one, money. If you do not have base level accounts set up for business, for tax, for personal, stop, go ahead. And that should be all the things that you're focusing on right now is you need to be having clarity on where your money is coming in and where it's going. Okay. You need to be able to track how much money is coming in and to track how much money is coming out. And, and whether you do that through zero, whether you do that through another um, accounting service, whatever, whether you also have your own Google Sheets around that, that's just, if you haven't got this and it's not something that's on your mind, goodbye, right? The other thing here is base level systems. You should have basic level onboarding stuff for your offerings, whether you're a mindset coach, whether you're a nutritionist, whether you're a, a strength and conditioning coach, if you do not have base level stuff around welcoming clients into your business, that again is just 101 in the industry right now. 
If you do not have clarity around your service deliverables, around your communication, around your program deliverables, around your offers and what that all looks like, and it's very wishy-washy, that is base level stuff that you need to clean up. Okay, so the cleanup that needs to happen here is money, tracking, moving it around, knowing your financial position. And then the other part for cleanup is base level systems to service your offers. Okay, and then the third one that I want to add to this kind of second thing here is social media. Okay, is consistently showing up because I mean, gosh, 2013, when I got into the industry, it wasn't even a fucking thing, right? Um, We didn't have, like, we weren't growing businesses via social platforms, but you know what was the equivalent back then? Walking the fucking floor. And guess what? For any coach that's listening to this right now going, oh my God, I don't even want to do that. Yeah, it was fucking hard. It was horrible. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story about that all, actually. I remember, so first, you know, Oh, year, year, year and a half of being being a trainer, we had to walk the floor. And I took it very seriously. There was a thing, um, I was working at a, a gym, a good life gym in um, Brisbane. And if you didn't walk the floor, I was threatened with cleaning treadmills. And there was a few times where I did clean a treadmill. And that's because I was so shit scared to walk the floor and talk to clients on the floor or talk to, you know, just people that, that were a member there. I also remember when I first had to start doing it, like I took it as gospel, right? Like I was a a girl of rules. My fitness director told me to walk the floor. So I was like, okay, I've got to fucking do it. I remember having a quote unquote, like shift of walking the floor. And I would like give myself little challenges. It was like, okay, cool. Go and walk the floor for five minutes. And then after you've done that, go to the toilet. And for an hour, I would walk the floor, walk back to the toilet and sit in a cubicle and close the door and just like heavy breathe. And it was like trying to regulate myself. Right. And for in that hour, it would be like visiting the toilets 10 to 15 fucking times to go and, you know, walk the floor for five minutes and then come back and debrief and take my like shaky hands and my anxiety down. And that's what I would do. And it's like, you know what, if you find it so fucking hard to get up and show up on social media, you need to do everything to remove that block. And also, like, shit was fucking rough back then. And I'm not here to be like, you know, back in my day. But in all honesty, back in my day, that's the stuff that we were doing to build businesses is that we were walking the floor. We were doing outreach. There's There was like a, a shopping center next to the gym that I worked at, right? And we'd go and do outreach. There'd be like stalls and stuff, right? And you would you would do that. I remember going to a fucking wedding expo. I remember, you know, going to, to events, like Sunday events and like giving out flyers and shit like that when people really don't even give a fuck about what you're doing. But that's how we were growing businesses back then. And I know, you know, me saying this and, you know, saying that to, to trainers or health and fitness coaches, health and wellness coaches that maybe don't have an experience that, that's probably not something that you guys are ever potentially need to experience. But it's not to say that it's easier for you right now, but to be honest, like the platforms in which you can grow your business, like you have an opportunity and have platforms to grow multi you know, reoccurring six-figure businesses over and over and over again through platforms in which you can sit in the fucking comfort of your own home, sit in your bed, write some content that spews from your brain and get it out and then make a business. Like, come the fuck on. 
That's some amazing stuff, right? That is an amazing opportunity. And imagine if we didn't have these platforms. Imagine if your platforms were removed or imagine if your Instagram was monetized and you had to pay to exist on this platform. What the fuck would you do then? And it's, it's like this perspective of like these platforms are free. Our potential clients live and breathe these platforms and yet people struggle to show up and people struggle to get up on stories and create content. And then we potentially wouldn't you moan about not being where we want to be. Like, honestly, it's about checking ourselves and realizing that the opportunities are at our fingertips. And also, like I said, I do acknowledge that there can be a lot of personal stuff that comes up when it comes to showing up. And I get that. I very much did live through that. And again, I'm going to give you another example. I remember when social media started becoming like a bigger thing when it came to business, right? And I was so worried about judgment and speaking and oh, just, you know, I wasn't professional or I couldn't articulate myself or I didn't know what to talk about and all that kind of stuff. And I remember this was like 2016, 2017, where like socials were a a real thing. And I wanted to start really utilizing these spaces a lot more. It was when I was pregnant. So it would have been, yeah, um, Lexi was born in 2017. So it was end of 2016, 2017. I did a challenge for myself and that was to show up on a live vid on Facebook every single day for 30, for 30 days, (laughs) right? Like that's fucked because Facebook was so much bigger than Instagram and other shit, right? Like who lives on Facebook these days, honestly, oldies, boomers. Um, But back then that was it. And so it's funny because I get memories like shared um, and I'll see these videos of me from that 30 day period. Um, And I'm like heavily pregnant and I'm like out of breath. I have like rosy cheeks. I got massive boobs. I'm just like in my pregnant queen energy and I'm just fucking going for it. And I remember going through those 30 days. It was like the hardest thing that I had experienced. I remember like getting up live and then people coming on and then I would post it after I'd finish and then delete it, quickly delete it. And it was just like that back and forward, right? But I just remember this so well. Like if you think back, how many years ago was that now? I don't know, like six, seven years, whatever. Um, And I can get up and talk on stories. I can get up and talk on my Instagram. If someone asked me to Hey, Ro, can you please come and deliver a seminar in two hours to coaches or to business or to talk about this? I'll be like, fucking A, I can. Like, I can do these things now because I put myself in positions to get better, to stretch myself, right? And so, like, that's a whole other conversation. And I, I'm saying to you, I do acknowledge how difficult it can be, but it should be your mission to do things to stretch yourself to get better. Because again, if you're not showing up consistently on socials, which is a free platform, which is an opportunity to continue to grow your business and connect with your audience, then you're not meeting your basic requirements. And that's okay. We need to do some development there, but you should then be making it your mission to do what you need to do to meet that basic requirement. So that cleanup portion is, you know, there's so much cleaning up that you can be doing um, around your money, around your basic systems and around your basic platforms of content. And these are four things that, you know, these are the four things that I see over and over and over again for business owners that they're constantly like worrying about it and have like internal turmoil about it. And I'm just like, hey guys, like let's have a conversation about making these things pop and pushing through blocks and all that kind of stuff. But if there's some things in your business 
that you actually have the skills to do. There's no blocks and you're actually really abundant in that mindset to get going and you're still not doing it. That's a fucking cleanup issue and you need to check yourself, right? Because I would rather like, you know, in terms of energy as a business owner, we've got a fucking X amount of X amount of fucks to give every single day, right? And if every amount of fuck that we've got is being utilized on base level stuff that we actually can just execute, but we're being lazy bitches and we're not doing it, you are utilizing your fucks on some stuff that you could just easily do. We want to have the energy towards, you know, we want to have that energy available to be able to push through and work on those blocks. So if I were to reiterate again, you know, the first thing that I talked about with cleanup was communication, right? The second thing I've talked about with cleanup is stuff about money. It's tracking is it's not, it's not necessarily money mindset stuff, right? Money mindset, money maturity stuff. It's more tracking stuff, accounts. The third thing that I'm talking about is like service deliverables. And the fourth thing I'm talking about is like socials and content creation. If you find tracking and you're really good at Google Sheets and you find tracking of money and all that kind of stuff really easy, but yet you're not doing it, clean up on aisle money. Go ahead and fucking do that. Because if you'll, you know, that's that's a really easy area of your business that you can clean up. If you find social content and showing up a much harder process, then by you just streamlining and getting your money done, you can reallocate that energy of worry and like, oh, I'm not tracking my stuff. You can reallocate that energy towards showing up and moving through that block, right? If you find it really easy and you really are just a really great coach and you can do your shit, you've got coaching mastery, you just offer such an amazing solution, but you get really bogged down by the communication and like having your energy pulled on different platforms, you know, go ahead and clean that up because those frustrations, that resentment, that energy that you utilize to having to bounce on different platforms, you can reallocate that towards money literacy if that's something that you find really difficult. And so this whole conversation about cleanup is that I really want you to be thinking in your business and I invite you with this mindset is to go, what do I feel frustrated about? What is living in my body and in my brain that's giving me frustrations that's, you know, there's a mind, there's, there's stuff open and I'm constantly thinking about these things. I want you to think about those areas of your business and I want you to think about how can I clean this up? Is it something that I can clean up very easily and I don't have any emotional charge about, right? Think about money. Like if you've got no real emotional charge about it and you're like, yeah, fucking A, I'm earning this and I feel amazing about this, but yet you're not managing your money, go ahead and clean that up. Spend some time creating a running report. Spend some time getting yourself on zero. Spend some time knowing how to read your you know, profit and loss and all that kind of shit, right? But if you have got some money maturity kind of stuff and some narrative stuff that's holding you back about earning money and holding money, you know, we might need to spend more time uncovering those blocks and widening that perspective. But you're never going to know what to do unless you take that time, allow this, allow white space in your week to go, fuck, these are the things that are causing me frustrations or these are the areas of my business that are causing resentment and worry and emotional charge. And then when we can raise those areas of our business, Think about that fucking sponge emoji, right? That's when you're texting. Think about that sponge with the little cleanup bubbles, with the little soap bubbles. Apply that sponge and go, mm, what can I clean up here? What can I easily clean up? And then fucking commit to that. Book some time in your calendar for the next month to clean that shit up easily. 
When you clean it up and you apply that sponge, you will then potentially have some stuff that's left over that you're like, this is not a cleanup, this is a block, right? And then that's when you double down to look at the external and internal things that you can be doing. If it's a block around launching and you don't know how to launch, Learn the skill sets of launching, learn strategies, learn different ways of how to do it. And then if you've got some internal stuff around showing up and selling and talking about your offers because you don't want to be perceived as too salesy or judge, you know, have people judge you and all that kind of stuff, we've got some internal blocks to play around with. We've got some perspective to widen. And that's when you get into spaces to stimulate that conversation, e.g. why people come to me. So it's like clean up what you can so that you can then find those other areas that might have more blocks anchoring you down that you need to work with. Find things and how-tos and externals to deal with. That's why frameworks, how-to strategies are really important because we can learn to do better and we can learn skill sets around it. And then we can have that energy availability to spend on uncovering blind spots, to move through mindset shifts, to, you know, integrate uh, different areas of our life and our personality, right? But you're never going to be able to do that shit if everything in your business is fucking dirty. And if your business, everything in your business is fucking dirty and you don't take the time to clean up, then guess what? You don't deserve, and it's, you know, you don't deserve to have a business that flourishes or reaches the dreams and desires that you're after because you're not putting in the cleanup that you require. And that is fucking business entitlement. And honestly, like loving bitch that, sometimes people are like that and sometimes business owners are like that. And you know what? Fuck it. Like, honestly, not everyone is a successful business owner for so many reasons. And this is going to be another piece of content that I create. I honestly think that there is also this narrative around the turnover in our industry. It's such a high turnover. It's such a hard industry. You know what? The longer that I stay in the industry, I'm 10 years in now. Yeah, it's a great industry, but I think the high turnover is not necessarily because it's a cutthroat industry. The high turnover is because so many coaches and business owners are more prepared to spend hours and hours and hours on their own fucking training so that they can compete and be the best fucking powerlifters in this world, but will never put as much attention and energy into their business. So guess what? I don't actually think that the turnover is because the industry is hard or because the industry is saturated. I just think there's a lot of shit coaches and a lot of shit business owners in this industry, right? And that is because they are not willing to spend as much time and attention on their business, growing their business, nurturing their business, anchoring their business into all of these beautiful structures and foundations in order to thrive and in order to scale and in order to grow, right? And so I just, it's just such an invitation, this episode. It's an invitation to go, what do I need to clean up if my business is not yet where it wants to be? Or even if it is, but you want to keep growing, right? Because that's typically the business owners that I work with. The business owners that I typically work with are ones that are already doing fucking amazing things. So ding, ding, ding. If you're not in my world in some capacity and your business is suffering, look around. The business owners that I have, literally years and years and years of investing in themselves and investing in their business. And that's when it compounds. That's when they keep growing. So clean up. It's clean up on I or business. It's clean up on the shit that you can do. And if you cannot do these things yet, but you know that there is an opportunity for cleanup, it's getting yourself into spaces. It's learning the tools. There's so many free resources. Fuck. Like I give you guys a shit ton lot of free resources, right? But at the same token, it's going to be about you spending that time on that cleanup in order to move through and turn this dirty business around to something that's fucking sparkling clean. 
So I'm going to leave you with that, okay? Um, and, you know, you're going to receive this podcast episode in whatever way, you know, you might be triggered, you might feel like you got a bit of whiplash from this. And I want you to think about those feelings. Like, I'm not here to stroke you. I'm not here to pat your head because I also know that you're fucking capable and you would only be hanging out on my platforms, on my podcast, on my Instagram, if you felt like you could engage in this energy and engage in this conversation also. And what that means is that there is more for your business. There is more for you. Okay, so this is the opportunity for you. All right, guys, I'm going to leave it here for today. Bye.